and welcome to the weekend. This is Money Talk Extra on Radio 3 with me, Peter Lewis. Today, we're going to look into the crucial relationship between your health and your wealth. Jimmy Lamb will speak to a listener whose wife has been diagnosed with bipolar affective disorder to hear about their financial concerns. Finally, I'll speak to a local entrepreneur to hear about his company and get some tips on how to succeed in starting up your own business. As always, don't forget to email us with any questions, comments or suggestions. Moneytalk at rthk.hk is the address or message us on our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. One of ancient Rome's greatest poets, Virgil, said in 42 BC, the greatest wealth is health. That's true today. 2,000 years after Virgil, who suffered from bad health throughout his life, first wrote those words. If we want to look after our personal finances and wealth, then there's no better place to start than by taking better care of our health. A healthier lifestyle can lead to lower health care costs in the future. And a recent research report showed that people who plan for their future retirement had a more than 25% improvement in blood test results, an indicator of future health problems compared to those who didn't plan. To look more at the important relationship between health and wealth, I'm joined now by Annie Choi, Manager for Marketing and Programs at the Hong Kong Investor Education Centre. Good morning, Annie. Good morning, Peter. So can you give me some examples of how our health and wealth are intertwined? Well, I think you have mentioned a quite important issue is that when we are suffering from any sickness, we have to pay for it, right? So we understand that the cost of the healthcare, particularly in Hong Kong, is rising rapidly over the last few years. Because first of all, of the aging population in Hong Kong, mm. we see more and more people are getting older and older, even they get a better health. But at the end, the charges for the medicines or the medical services, according to the government census and statistics, we found that the inflation of these costs and services are really, really high. Mm. Say we see a figure is more than 30% a year as compared to the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. For the past 10 years, only just about 3%. So if we want to maintain our wealth, I mean, you mean uh, you want to maintain your money in your pocket? Mm -hmm. You have to stay healthy. So this is what we see the coordinate. I mean, the correlation between health and wealth. And there are many people in Hong Kong who don't have health insurance. Of oh course. yes. So presumably, the costs potentially mm-hmm. of poor health and poor lifestyle can be even higher. Yes, this is true. And another statistic made by the government also see that the medical insurance take up rate in Hong Kong is quite low, because I think. The employers in Hong Kong are very good. Mm. They offer very good benefits to the staff. So many working adults, particularly, they are enjoying the group medical coverage from their employers. So during their working lifetime, they are having a very good medical coverage about from their employers. As a result, the working adults never think of or may not think of the medical insurance by their own self. In this regard, they will suffer a, a problem or they are going to face a problem is when they retired, when they leave their employer, they are no longer covered by the, uh, by the group medical insurance. So they have to pay at their own cost. And this is the reason why we, um, as the Investor Education Centre, always suggest people no matter how young you are, if you are uh, you have affordable to pay a medical insurance, then 
buy one. And it's going to be cheaper if you start doing that when you're younger, of course. If yeah. you take on the insurance at a younger age when you're less likely to be ill and need it, it will be cheaper. Yes. And because we see that even the employer provide a group medical coverage to their staff, in general, these group plans only cover about 50 to, uh, 50% to 73% of the expenses that they mm. actually have to pay. So if you have the uh, employer's group medical coverage, and you get another one, you pay your, at your own cost mm-hmm. a, med, a private medical plan. So you can use the, your medical plan to fill up the gap because mm-hmm. of the coverage is insufficient provided by your employer. So I don't think this is a cost at all. But in general, people in Hong Kong will say that I only pay the money, pay the premium for the medical insurance, but I didn't enjoy any benefit. So mm-hmm. they will say it is only out-of-pocket expenses and I don't want to think about it. But that's not true. So that's one obvious connection between health and wealth, the cost of not being well, the cost of um, insurance and medical costs. Mm-hmm. What about other links? So, for example, staying healthy. Some people think that maybe it costs a lot of money to maybe eat healthy foods or to go to the gym. But mm. the long-term benefits of doing that more than outweigh the costs, don't they? Yes. Uh, actually, I think we have to keep a balanced diet and keep regular exercise. It's true. However, are we going to pay for this kind of diet or exercise? Say, for example, if you just keep um, your, um, say, Keep on running on your own. You don't have to pay for the gym or you don't have to pay for a membership. But people may not consider this because they will think that if I pay for a gym, this money I pay it out, I have a pressure. I need to go to the gym every say once a week. But this is not true because you have to pay for the exercise or pay for something special to eat. It may cause you a burden on your financial matters. You may overspend. But of course, staying healthy has benefits which have sort of indirect consequences for your wealth. So as such as you feel more awake, you feel more motivated, you're able to go to work Mm -hmm. um, and be more productive. They're all positive aspects, aren't they, of being healthy, which help your um, financial well-being as well. Mm -hmm. So um, we suggest people just keep a very uh, balanced diet say no smoking, no alcohol, and do your exercise as suggested by the government, 30 minutes a day, or at least you go outdoor when you have a holiday. I think it can improve your health. Mm. And on the other hand, it may also keep you saving money because you don't spend on shopping or doing other entertainment. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the other way around? Mm -hmm. If you plan well your finances and you've managed to get yourself into a better financial position, that presumably helps your health as well, doesn't it? Because it puts less stress on you. Oh, yes, it's true. Uh, We also have conducted a survey about the working adults and their stress. Um, We found that more than 60% have found a um, 60% of the working adults with financial stress will affect their job performance. Mm-hmm. And as a result, because of their substandard job performance, they may get dismissal or fired by their boss and they lose their income. So this is a cycle. Just like if you don't maintain a good health, you don't have a uh, good financial situation, you are suffer from stress, you get sick, you affect your uh, your job performance and you lose your job. So I think there's a very close connection between your healthy and your job 
as well as your income. So what are some of the biggest causes of financial stress? So I should imagine debt must be top of the list in terms of the stress of having to work out how to repay that or afford uh, interest payments. Oh, yes, especially for the young adults, because we also see that they have to strive to repaying the debt. Their income is above the um, maybe on an average income, say $10,000 per month, but they have to pay for the living and in some occasion, because they have to pay for some expenses item which is not necessary or mm. for entertainment, as a result, they have to strive to pay the, the debt. And to some parents or middle-aged people, uh, because they don't manage their money, they, they don't manage their money matters well, they don't have the emergency saving. So in some occasions, they have to make a very big expenses, a big ticket, but without preparing it. So they have to borrow money from the credit card or from the banks as a result. Also creates some stress and financial stress. And so as a result, we, we suggest that people, no matter how old you are, as long as you are working, you have income. Every time when you receive your salary from your employer, the first, the first, the first thing you have to do is to save your money. Pay your own self. Say, for example, if you can save about 5% of your income, put it into a bank account. As long as it accumulates to a certain level, you can transfer these savings into other investments to make a growth. But the best part is you have to start the saving habit as soon as possible. Annie, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome, Peter. That was Annie Choi from the Hong Kong Investor Education Centre.